You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Hello there, Sheep Spotters. Welcome to episode 40 of the Sheep Spot Podcast. I'm Sasha from sheepspot.com, where we offer diverse hand-dyed wools and the information and support you need to make beautiful yarns. Today, we're talking about spinning for socks. But first, I thought I might give you a little bit of an update on how I've been since it's been quite a while since I last podcasted. Um, I'm feeling much better. I'm extremely grateful to everyone who sent me emails or messages uh, on Instagram, or I guess those were the two ways people got in touch with me. But um, if you are one of the people who sent me a lovely note, I am extremely appreciative. Um, those, those notes really did help. So um, I'm feeling much better. I am back to the gym. And I actually tried something new this week, which was a Pilates reformer class, which I absolutely adored. So I think I'm going to um, be incorporating that into the schedule and exercise for me is a huge, huge help with my mood. Um, and I am, I don't really do resolution uh, resolutions for the new year, but I do try to set some goals and think about, you know, what needs to be different and what I need, what I want to build on from the previous year. And I think the lesson of 2018 for me is that surprise, surprise, I actually have a body and uh, it has requirements like rest and um, mostly rest, I think. Rest and exercise and good food and all that good stuff. So, um, so my focus for this year is going to be on my health. And that is tough for me, but um, I'm committed to getting healthier and just taking better care of myself because I realized that um, I can work my ass off on cheap spot. And um, if I actually am working myself, so if I'm, I'm working so much that I actually get sick, then there's not so much point in, in that. So I am committed to making some changes for this year and um, really focusing on exercise and good food and uh, taking two days off every week. That is going to be a huge challenge for me, but it's got to happen. So um, yeah, so I'm back. I'm better. I have a bunch of episodes all written for you. And so I am going to roll those out over the next, well, there's today's episode, and then the next four, four or five weeks. 
And at that point, I'm going to reassess and see how that's been feeling in terms of a schedule. I'm thinking about maybe going to every other week, or maybe doing kind of a block of episodes or a season of episodes and then taking some time off. So maybe doing eight weeks on, four weeks off. I'm just I'm just sort of playing around with things and um, I need to leave myself a little bit of wiggle room. So I will keep you posted about what the schedule is going to be. And as I say, you can count on an episode a week for the next uh, four or five weeks. But um, after that, I'm going to rethink and see how it's working in relation to taking two days off a week. So um This episode is the first in a series on spinning for socks. And I decided to do this series because I was getting a lot of questions from my breed school members, my fiber club members, about how to spin for socks. And so in this episode, I'm going to talk about choosing the best fiber, spinning method, and structure for a sock yarn. And next week, I'm going to go deeper in depth with one particular yarn structure you might want to experiment with for socks. Uh, And then the week after that, I'm going to review the best resource I know on spinning fine singles. So this is also timely because I just got yesterday the new Ply magazine issue on spinning for socks. So it seems to be kind of a hot topic at the moment. Uh, if you haven't, if you don't have a copy of that ply and you are interested in spinning for socks, I highly recommend it. Uh, in general, I highly recommend ply. Good thing to subscribe to if you can manage it. So this week, as I say, we're doing sort of the preliminary things that you need to think about when you're planning a sock yarn. And uh, so let's think about the challenges that are posed by spinning for socks. In my view, socks really need to be three things. They need to be strong. They need to be elastic. So not sliding down into the heels of my shoes. Ooh, hate that so much. And they need to be comfortable. They need to feel good on my feet. So I really focus on the strength of a sock yarn when I'm choosing yarns for socks. And um, so I have lots of commercial sock yarns and most commercial, most indie dyers, because that's the stuff I tend to love the most. um, Most indie dyers tend to stick with merino blends. Um, And if I'm, I'm going to talk more about fiber choice in a minute, but it's really, really important to me that my socks last because I'm, a, as I have said many times, I am a slow knitter and a pair of socks requires quite a bit of knitting. And when I embark on knitting a pair of socks, I really want to know that they're going to be around for a little while and not, you know, get a hole in them after five or 10 wearings. So socks are subject to a lot of wear because they rub both against your foot and against your shoes. So 
any sock yarn that you spin needs to be able to stand up to that friction. In addition to strength, socks need elasticity, so they will keep their shape and not slide down your legs and bunch up at the heel. And finally, I really want my socks to make my feet feel happy. And for me, that means that they can't be too scratchy or too bumpy. And those considerations impact both fiber choice and yarn structure. So I think the first thing to think about in planning a sock yarn is fiber choice. And you have there are lots of good choices for sock yarns. In my view, merino is not one of them. Um, most commercial yarns are made of merino or of merino blended with nylon. Um, and of all the wools out there, merino is actually kind of a terrible um choice for socks because it's so fine. Um, and so if I'm buying a commercial sock yarn and I'm going to use it for socks as opposed to, you know, using it as a finger eight, fingering weight yarn in a shawl or something like that, I always um, get some uh, sock yarns with some nylon in them because I find that it does add quite a bit of strength. Um, but commercial sock yarns are really made to be appealing in the skein. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to wear very well. Um, so when you're making your own sock yarn, you can really do a lot better than Merino. I'm going to suggest that you choose a crimpy wool with a micron count between 26 and 32. Maybe a little bit lower, maybe a little bit higher, but um, not something that's going to be super fine and something that has a good crimp to it because that's going to increase your elasticity. There is lots of wool available out there with those characteristics, but my absolute favorite for this purpose are down wools and down type wools. So the six classic down breeds just to remind you are Oxford, Hampshire, Suffolk, Shropshire, Dorset Down, and South Down. For down type wools, you might want to consider Cheviot, White-Faced Woodland, Horned or Polled Dorset, or Clunforest. And all of these wools will wear well, and you should be able to find something among those breeds that won't be scratchy against your feet. If you're on the lookout for good sock fibers, we have quite a bit of uh, Cheviot right now in the in the shop, and I love that wool for socks. I just spun up some of it, and uh, short, very shortly, we will have a bunch of white-faced woodland, which is a down-like breed, a rare breed um, that really needs our support and is great for socks. And I'm also soon going to be putting a bunch of South down in the, in the shop as well. So any of those choices would be great choices for socks. Um, there are some commercial sock yarns these days that are made of Blueface Lester or BFL. And I'm kind of of two minds about BFL for socks. On the one hand, 
um, BFL combines strength and softness really beautifully. So that is an advantage, especially if you're really sensitive to any kind of a um, wool prickle. Um, but on the other hand, the crimp structure of long wools and BFL is a long wool means that you are going to lose some elasticity. I like a wool with a finer crimp than BFL. Um, now, what if you're super, super sensitive and only a fine wool is going to feel comfortable to you on your feet? In that case, look for something that has a longer staple length and think about blending in some silk for, for strength. Silk is a nice alternative to nylon. Um, the process of making nylon is super polluting. Um, so, and silk, I think, is just easier to find. So, blend in some silk for some strength and make sure that you use lots of twist because that will um, add some durability to a fine wool yarn. So the second step in planning a sock yarn is thinking about spinning method. So how you're actually going to spin the fiber. And whereas you have a lot of choices in fiber, here in my view, you have no choice. I am uh, really kind of a stalwart about spinning for socks using comb top and a short forward draft. So get or make some comb top, spin it worsted, and use a short forward draw. That And spin it worsted meaning no twist in the drafting zone. So both for comfort and for wear, you want a smooth, dense yarn in which the fibers are aligned and close together. That way, the fibers don't have room to move around in the yarn as they encounter all that friction when your sock rubs against your foot or your shoe, they're held in place by the fibers next to them and by the twist. So thus, they are less susceptible to wear. Speaking of twist, as I mentioned, you'll want a good amount of it. And you'll need to do some sampling to see what's going to work for you. I like about 12 to 13 twists per inch for the singles. So you might start your experiments there. But do experiment because the precise amount of twist is going to vary depending on the fiber, the staple length, and the hand you want in the, in the yarn. Um, if you're spinning a uh, stronger wool and you find that it's getting wiry, you might want to experiment with less twist in the singles and more in the ply. And that will change the hand a bit. But again, you really want to do some sampling here. You might not want to do some sampling, but I really think you should do some sampling. Okay, last but not least, you need to think about the structure of your yarn. I I usually just make a straight three ply. Um, I always want three or more plies in a sock yarn. And that's both because the yarns will wear better, and also because they're going to be more comfortable under my feet. Yarns with three plies or more are rounder and more smooth than two-ply yarns, which by their nature are bumpy. So look closely at a at a two-ply a two yarn and a three-ply yarn, and you'll see what I mean. 
In a two-ply made of a high-twist singles, those bumps are harder and they're more pronounced. And um, I, they're, they just bother my feet because I think I've mentioned I'm the princess in the pea. Um, I, right now I'm knitting a tightly twisted commercial two-ply sock yarn, and it's kind of driving me a little bit crazy. So I like a th- pretty much regular old three-ply. Some spinners really like a cabled structure for socks. And so a cabled yarn is two or more plied yarns that are then plied together. So a four-ply cabled yarn would be two two-plied yarns that are then plied. So the way that works is you would spin your singles, um, Z or Z, um, you would then ply, make your two plies, uh, plying S, and then you would ply those two together, Z. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about with the S or the or the Z, that's just a spinning shorthand for the direction of the direction your wheel is turning in. Um, spinning or plying. So if your wheel's turning clockwise, that is uh, considered a Z twist or a Z twist for those of us in the uh, British Empire. Um, And uh, if your wheel is going counterclockwise, that is considered an S twist. Um, Now there's one more option for a sock yarn structure that I think is... um, getting pretty is pretty popular right now. A lot of people are experimenting with it. And that's what's called an opposing ply yarn. And in an opposing ply yarn, one of the plies is actually spun in the plying direction. And I've done a little experimenting with this. And so I'm going to tell you all about that in next week's episode. Guys, thank you for your patience. That is it for me this week. Um, I really hope, as always, that this is useful to you and that I have encouraged you to think about spinning for socks if you've never done it. And if spinning for socks, spinning a fin- three-ply fingering weight yarn just seems really daunting to you because your default is much thicker than that, stay tuned because in a couple of episodes, I'm going to have a resource for you on that. Um, in the meantime... Thank you so much for listening. I am sending you love. I hope you have a wonderful week. So uh, go spin something. All right. Bye-bye.